My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Old Lamar Constance, you gotta hand it to him. 93 years young and still able to have to shovel. I remember last year he climbed a ladder, and you know what he did? Started clearing snow off his roof. Of course, there was just one problem. This was in August, and uh, that's when we in the community realized he might be having issues. So we contacted his son in Edgewater, Florida, and he hired a day nurse out of the Zare County Aid Service. That worked for a while, too. Kept him off the roof anyway, but... Over time, well, it wasn't enough, so he now resides in the Rosebud Residence for the Aged over there in Quitman County. I've come by on a Sunday or two, and I'm pleased to note that he sort of kind of seems to recognize me, or, or maybe he doesn't and just pretends to, to be polite. Either way, he's quite popular with the staff, who call him General, owing to his plethora of stories concerning his service in the Korean War which incidentally he was actually never in. I believe he's just rehashing the plot from the 1953 movie Battle Circus. But he doesn't know that, and the nurses play along. Anyway, this brings me to today's review of a motion picture entitled The Father. It's a film about a gentleman in his 80s who is suffering from dementia, and it was made for a very valid reason, specifically because people going to the movies apparently haven't been depressed enough. I mean, oh lordy, this photo play has three gears. Sad, sadder, and hang yourself. <laughs> Honest, instead of popcorn, the refreshment stand should have been selling Prozac. <laughs> I haven't been this sad since January 20th. You know, Inauguration Day. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. Good night. Okay, but my point is, I did not leave the theater with a song in my heart. I'll add, however, that of all the films that ever made me want to drive off a cliff, this was definitely one of the best. Why is that? Well, because in point of fact, it employs a rather ambitious strategy. Specifically, it doesn't just passively demonstrate an old man in decline. No, sir. It, it plays with linearity and logic till you doubt the validity of every on-screen encounter. See, it starts with a perfectly cogent plotline, one in which divorced daughter Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, is seeking an in-home aid for her father, Anthony, played by Anthony Hopkins. Anthony's failing mind means he can't keep living alone in his London apartment, and Anne is about to leave England for Paris to live with her fancy man. So we settle into that reality, sitting back in our seats and waiting for the plot to unfold in the expected ways. But before you know it, bang, the movie takes that sense of entitlement and squashes it like a bug. The precise moment being when Antony enters the living room to find a strange man hanging about the place. And who would that be? The fella says he's Anne's husband, and it soon developed that Antony isn't living in his, old, in his old apartment, but staying with the couple in their home. Confounding? Disorienting? Wait till actors get switched, scenes get scrambled, and you have no idea whether Anne did or did not buy a chicken for dinner. The upshot of all this is, well, the upshot is that we get some inkling of what it'd be like to look straight into the eyes of someone we've known for years and have no clue as to who they are. We also see that Antony's reactions to these shifting realities make sense, but 
only within the context of his own perceptions. Anthony Hopkins shows us a dying ember in the enfolding dark, a, a once formidable man robbed not only of his intellect, but of the very foundations of a rational life. And Olivia Coleman, so brilliant as the ailing queen in The Favorite, again reveals her genius in a quieter role, as a woman bound by her father's illness while trying to meet her own needs. So finally, as she honed her craft, she can successfully underplay the part displaying a heartbreaking ordinariness with which you can't help but identify. My only note, aside from the crushing depression this film engenders, is that a bit of the dialogue, at least in the beginning, seems a little stagey, not surprising, perhaps, considering the movie's origins as a theatrical drama. A work performed on the Broadway in 2016, it featured that fine actor Mr. Frank Langella in the titular role. Explains, perhaps, too, why the story is mostly confined to the apartment where Antony resides. Yet, as directed by the play's author, French dramatist Florian Zeller, the film never feels claustrophobic, with the apartment instead serving as a canvas on which the paint never settles and dries. Anyway, folks, here it is in a nutshell. I wouldn't recommend this movie for a ten-year-old's birthday treat, but if you can steel yourself against the grim subject matter... Go see it for the fine performances. They'll stick with you and perhaps, just perhaps, leave you a bit wiser. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing the film The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>